Today's American culture continues to marginalize the value of the nuclear family. And this has made things easier for more and more fathers to abandon their God-given responsibilities to help nurture their offspring. And as a result, the issue of absentee fathers has become a maximum problem for a culture that has been minimizing their nurturing significance. Today, we'll be talking with FBI agent Ryan Roy to give us some insights for turning the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. That's next on Licensed to Parent. Hi, I'm glad you've joined us for another episode of Licensed to Parent at the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. Shepherds Hill is a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis. Our host, Trace Embry, is the founder and executive director of Shepherds Hill and also the author of The Miracles of Shepherds Hill. I'm Michelle Hill. Our goal on Licensed to Parent is to take what we're learning each day at Shepherd's Hill and share it with you so that you can be better prepared to raise your kids in a way that honors God. Hey, Trace, what do you see as some of the reasons that so many fathers have seemed to have just, I don't know, checked out of their child-rearing responsibilities these days? Well, Michelle, I, th- I think we live in a culture that has not only allowed for it, but we've actually mm. groomed men for it. Uh, I mean, oh, I mean, yeah. all you have to do is listen to the music that's so popular in today's culture, watch TV, and you know, rarely will you find a father in a sitcom who's any smarter or any more cool than Homer Simpson. And this guy's a mm. cartoon. So fatherhood is portrayed as an exercise in buffoonery today. Uh, just keep tabs on sports stars and you know, see what too often happens in those arenas. Uh, we had a professional athlete apply at Shepherd's Hill, and one you would likely know. This guy has sired several uh, different kids with several different women. Uh, I know of another guy who has had uh, kids with eight different women. So, I mean, you know, imagine that. I mean, why wouldn't these guys have at least one kid off the rails, right? How could they not? Uh, unfortunately, you know, given the situation, it's, it's likely to be more than one. But... Like I already said, not only has our culture actually helped groom these, these guys to be mere sperm donors, we've got a liberated contingent of females who I believe need to own their own part of this grooming process too. Because you know, they're the ones who have you know, been, been duped into a, a bondage to their so-called liberation. And all while they, they tease weak men with clothes, hair, and makeup that cry, come get me. And then cry foul you know, when they catch the kind of men that they put bait out for. I mean, these men, or these women rather, willingly snuggle up to these guys with a bunch of kids and a a bunch of women without a wedding ring. What happened to the gatekeeping responsibilities of women? I know that's politically incorrect to say, but this isn't a politically correct program. Uh, You know, when you look at all the rock and the rap and the hip-hop videos on MTV, if MTV even plays music videos anymore, I don't know that they really do, but... There's no shortage of women not sure either. who are eager to perform acts that animals would blush at, uh, all for a, a moment of fame and a day's worth of pay. I mean, in, in light of everything else I just mentioned, what are weak men who don't know God supposed to think? You know, That's a really good question, Trace. <laughs> well, there you go. 
I hope we can find an answer, and I hope our guest has an answer to that. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent is Ryan Roy. He is the leader of FBI Dads, and FBI Dads stands for Fathers Being Involved. Ryan is the author of Be the Dad You Wish You Had, and Ryan's father abandoned him when he was just five years old. And after many years of research, and trial and error, Ryan has uncovered the most effective tools and methods to teach any dad how to be the dad he wishes he had. Well, Ryan, welcome to the Licensed Parent Broadcast. Thank you so much for having me. Well, Ryan, when we first met, uh, we were at the Fatherhood Commission gathering in Rome, Georgia, and I was impressed by the way you conducted your affairs as a dad who didn't equate fatherhood with having to give up uh, your testosterone or be a Casper milk toast. Uh, to be an involved dad. And, you know, even though I saw you tear up at that gathering, which is not a sign of weakness, by the way, man, you still had that old school and distinctly male confidence about you that I, I think has been lost in the stereotypical dad of the modern age. I was going to say swagger, but uh, you weren't arrogant at all. Um, I've already offered just a few of my thoughts on this whole thing. Why don't you take a swing at it? Why are dads not so involved anymore? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think as, as you touch base on it, I, I believe that society tells them they don't have to be involved. Mm-hmm. And uh, quite frankly, I, I think uh, government, unfortunately, has gotten involved in it, and they've castrated men from having the responsibility. Mm-hmm. Women are benefiting through government for dollars and cents in replacement of the father. And quite frankly, without the father, as as we know as Christians in, in the Bible, we are to lead the family, mm-hmm. uh, without you take that absence uh, away, and women are incentivized to not have them. Right. Uh, I mean, they get paid to have kids they, out of wedlock. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and 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 then the the fathers, the ones who don't have uh, Jesus in their life or God in their life or don't have any direction, they don't have any moral compass. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a a free for all at it, right? They just say, right. "Hey, I, like you said, they get to." Go and, and, and do the act, but they don't have to um, yeah. basically take responsibility for and, it. And I think one of the advantages of having God in the equation is that God sees the bigger picture. We look at it, he's a restrictive God. He wants to take our fun away, but God's got the pick. You know, he, he's got to manage 8 billion people on the planet, right? And so everything that we uh, do in our personal life affects or potentially affects those 8 billion and so I think that it has a lot, lot to do with it. But, you know, Michelle called you an FBI agent. Now, uh, <laughs> why don't we clear that up right now? Can you briefly tell us a little bit about— I was about... wrong? Wait, wait, I was wrong? <laughs> no, I think you were right. But, you know, but... No wise man will ever call you wrong, Michelle. <laughs> oh, thank you, right. I never claim to be wise. <laughs> but I will say this, that, that we, we do redefine a lot of terms in the world so today. True. And so I thought I'd take a swing at it redefining what an FBI agent is. So, again, clear that up. Briefly tell uh, uh, a little bit about FBI dads and what the mission is and, you know, what sparked uh, your vision to start it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Michelle had alluded to that I was abandoned by my father at age five. When I became a father myself, I wanted to be the exact opposite of what my mm-hmm. father was. He was absent, and I chose mm-hmm. to be fully present in my children's lives. Oh, yeah. I, um. And with that, I was fully present in my first son's life. His name is Christian, which is quite interesting Good because – great name, right? And it was before Sorry. I gave myself to the Lord, right? So mm. God wow. has a funny sense of humor. Yeah. But but 
for those first five years, I did everything. I saw the first steps. I I, I saw, um, you know, growth, his first words. I was at every milestone and more. Uh, but I was about to hand him off to the real world, right, and bring him into this elementary school and this big, mm. huge school. And and uh, my wife and I went to that, uh, what do they call it, an open house right before the school starts. Mm. And mm. my wife's there at the PTA table, and all those PTA moms are giving her attention, and I'm the guy in the background. And the mom kind of reached around, and she says, hey, we have a dad's group. Would you like to sign up for the email list? And I was like, fantastic. This is great. There's a place for me in the school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I— I, I sign up and I was one of the first ones, but we were one of the first ones there, right? These eager parents that are highly involved. Uh, uh, I was one of the first ones on that email list. I waited for weeks. It felt like months to get an email for this dad's group because I was couldn't wait. So I finally got that email. It was like a Thursday night. It was, uh, uh, and I remember six o'clock and I pulled up to the school. Hadn't been there since, you know, really, I didn't know the logistics of the school. I pull up, there's no cars. And I'm like, I must be in the wrong spot. But I get out of my car, I knock on the door, and there it is. The guy goes, you here for the FB, uh, for the dads? It wasn't FBI dads at the time. He goes, were you here for the dads group? I said, yeah. He goes, great, come in. I said, where is everybody? He goes, ah, the dads just don't get involved. Yeah. And I was like, what? And I knew at, at my core that that was false. Why? Because here I am a dad. I want to be involved. Mm -hmm. And I know just because I showed up, I'm not the only dad feeling this way. Mm -hmm. So I literally in that moment took an assessment and and said, you know what? Uh, I'm going to see what this is all about. Uh, And and, and if I need to, I'm going to take over and make this dad's program uh, what it needs to be. There Uh, I am, Lord. Send me. Yep. Yep. So long story short, I sat back for that year, kind of got the lay of the land. Um, and today that school has a, a dad's program with over 500 involved dads at the school. Awesome. Awesome. So can you go into the FBI? Why, why do we call you an FBI agent? What, how'd, you, how'd you get that rolling? So I, I, I just mentioned it as how it, it originally at the school had been called FBI dads. They changed the name to a thing called Davis dads. When did you change it to FBI dads? I changed it back to FBI dads that next year. Okay. Because... I, right there in that moment, I said to myself, I'm an involved father. Mm-hmm. So why did we even change the name? And I know why they changed the name. But And he said, dads don't want to get involved. And that's exactly what the title said. I said, why did you change it? Yeah. So you want to be an involved father. Dads want a space. Quite frankly, women are made up of the school, whether it's teacher, admin at the elementary school level. Moms are PTA moms. Moms are room moms. There's no space for a father. And women don't know how to invite us to do anything, but hey, why don't you clean up the yard or pay for something? <laughs> and men want more than that to be involved with our kids. And and a lot of them don't think they want more than that. You know, I don't think sometimes they, I think they're, I don't know. It's too easy to watch football, I guess. No, I think society has groomed us right from the moment that our child Mm -hmm. is conceived, no matter how involved we are, that as soon as we become a dad, our wives end up calling mom for advice. Um, The Mm -hmm. doctors talk only to my wife. I'm going to talk from my Mm -hmm. personal experience. I go into every doctor visit, and they're only speaking to my wife, never looking at me as if I'm not in the room. At one point, I'll be transparent on here. I mean, I was in the doctor's office for my wife's second pregnancy because it was a high-risk pregnancy because she was over 40 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in there. It's our fourth visit. The 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 doctor is is examining my wife. You, you, she's pregnant, right? So we know what he's doing. 
And uh, he literally looks at her and he says, what is it that your husband does for a living that he can make every single one of these visits? And I said, Doc, I'm in the room. Why don't you ask me? And he completely ignored me. So, Interesting. So if, if so he bought the cultural lie too. Yes. Everybody is ignoring the father. And I understand that she is the patient, but if you're going to ask a question to the person in the room, why not just ask the sure. question to the person yeah. in the room? And then you get to the school. I just described that PTA table. I was mm-hmm. surprised somebody pulled me aside and got me. Yeah, And I'm glad they did, but I watch it at the school. Nobody involves the dads. Mm. I involve the dads. So you are an agent of the Lord to, to do what you're That's doing. Cool. That's how I see it. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent is Ryan Roy, the founder of FBIDads.com. Take some time today to check out this incredible ministry. Trace Embry, Ryan Roy, and I will be back with more Licensed to Parent right after this. Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis, is celebrating 20 years of ministry. There have been many distractions in our work through the years as a result of a four-lane highway that divided our land. As a result, plans are underway to develop a whole new campus designed to improve our students' therapeutic experience away from the highway noise, along with up-to-date infrastructure and staff offices, all to help smooth out the day-to-day operations. The five-year, two-phase plan will begin with a new dining hall, followed by two new school buildings, also containing a new studio for licensed to parent. Please consider partnering with us, building together a new and improved Shepherds Hill Academy. Learn more and make your gift today. ShepherdsHillAcademy.org slash building together. That's ShepherdsHillAcademy.org slash building together. And thanks for helping us provide healing to teens in crisis. Hi folks, Trace Embry here, host of the Licensed to Parent broadcast and founder of Shepherd's Hill Academy. We've all heard about modern day miracles, mostly from mission fields. Frankly, I believed about half of them and experienced none of them until about 30 years ago. Christ truly became the Lord of my life. The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill is a book that wasn't written as much as it was recorded. It's the true story of how God used a handshake, my family's last $200, and our 30-year odyssey of bumper-to-bumper miracles to acquire a 60-acre farm that was used by the devil and turned it into a 250-acre globally recognized healing ministry for God. I want all people to know that Jesus Christ is still in the miracle-working business for those submitted to His word, will, and way, and who properly understand what faith truly is. The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill, an extraordinary odyssey of divine interventions by Trace Embry. Learn more at LicensedToParent.org. Welcome back to Licensed to Parent. Our host today is Trace Embry. Trace is the founder and director of Shepherd's Hill Academy. Shepherd's Hill is a residential treatment center for troubled teens. If you need help with your teen, learn more about Shepherd's Hill when you visit licensedtoparent.org. Our guest today is Ryan Roy. And Ryan, I'm wondering how you move the dads at this elementary school from being not engaged with their kids to all of a sudden joining you and being in a part of a group, the FBI dads, and becoming engaged. What did you do? How did you encourage them? Wow, that's a great question. And I think to answer that question is I communicated to them at their level. I Mm. I gave them an opportunity to uh, show up at the school, 
not be asked anything of them other than to show up, enjoy a donut, a conversation uh, with their kid, have a laugh, have a dialogue, and say thank you, please come back next month with nothing attached. Mm -hmm. There's an old saying, half a success is just showing up. And I think it was probably refreshing for them to see that now a guy is doing this and we can have some real man talk in the course of this FBI dad thing. Absolutely. I mean, I've heard so many great comments over the years. I've gotten so much great feedback. I've, I've heard from the, you know, the, the greeting table as they're walking out, as people are thanking them for coming, like the conversations of dad saying, wow, that was a blast. Like that was it. Like, yeah. Like we had fun. Yeah. Like, well, when's the yeah. next one? Exactly. Like, we're looking forward to come back. Yeah. Do they ever feel like they're getting whipped up on? I mean, I mean, do, before they get there, do they? Have you ever had a conversation with them where it's like, you know, I thought I was going to come here and get beat up on? Because I think a lot of parents or a lot of dads do think that. Well, I I think the conversation that I've had, which I've, I've overcome some of these, because there's objections that you need to handle. Because dads don't want to show up because they think it's going to be something like that. So, so you get the well, you know, I work a lot. Yeah, I work a lot too, Dad. <laughs> uh, they they come up with the excuses. Well, it's first thing in the morning, and I usually have a meeting. I said, well, there's six over the year, so can you not show up to one half hour? Your your kid shows up for 180 days. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. you not show up to their place of work for one? Half hour before their day of work. Yeah, see, I don't that- think a woman would put it like that. I, I think I don't think a woman would 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 put it in those terms with that energy. I think men need to hear that from other men. Okay, this thing about donuts, which I I, I think women would join in your donuts <laughs> thing, but it's more than donuts, isn't it, Ryan? What what else would you have there during that hour or that half hour for the men? So in that half hour, uh, first of all, there's there's a lot of rah rah, right? There's there's a, a music getting the kids going. Uh, I have a challenge. I love it. The, one of the first things I do, depending on the event and, and what the topic is, is you know, I, I ask oftentimes, does anybody in here like competition? And the place goes nuts. Why? Because mm-hmm. every man loves yeah. a good competition. So yeah. I have the dads compete against the kids to see who could be loudest. Mm. And next thing you know, there's a competition going on, and always the kids win, right? Because it doesn't matter about that. But then the dads get louder and louder each each month. You know, after the the the, the rah rah and getting their attention and getting them bought in, you know, it's it's simple things like, hey, we're going to have a simple lesson today on sportsmanship. Can a kid raise their hand and define sportsmanship? And a kid does it, and the kids engage, and mm-hmm. the dads are there. Awesome. And, and then it's it's like, hey. This is my favorite part of the entire thing, and it could be one of four things I have them do, but oftentimes I'll ask them, I'll have the dads look the kids in the eye and tell them something they're proud of them for, something they believe in them, mm-hmm. a reason they trust them, or literally mm-hmm. just saying, I love you. Yeah, And it, it, it varies so from good. month to month. So I see this from stage, and I watch dads possibly – say I love you to their kid in public for the first time or the first time ever. Mm-hmm. And it may be awkward for them, but guess what? It gets yeah. more and more comfortable the more they do it. Mm-hmm. Telling your child that you love them, that's gold. And it's not that hard to say it really, because it's, I think it's something that God has wired into all parents. It's unconditional. So you're more likely to be genuine when you say it. Uh, telling Junior that you're proud of him, that's gold. Maybe that's beyond gold. Maybe that's diamond. But how does a dad tell his rebellious offspring that he's proud of him when perhaps he is genuinely not proud of him? Well, I think kids are this blank canvas, 
right? Mm-hmm. So if you have this blank canvas, mm-hmm. and yes, there's there's many things that kids can do that drive us crazy. But what about that kid? That he's just, I'm proud of you for showing up this morning with me and having breakfast. Mm-hmm. It can mm-hmm. be that simple. The challenge is if I got to tell my kid 20 positive things, but the world's going to hit them with 20 times that are negative things, I need to empower them with positive things. So telling mm-hmm. my son at home or my daughter at home that I'm proud of them, the world's going to beat them up 20 times over for every time I do that. Mm-hmm. So why don't they know that they're loved at home? Yeah. And it's such a simple thing to do. There's a little okay. line there between being proud of your son, you know, because he's your son. Like, like and I want to play devil's advocate just a, Absolutely. a little bit. How do dads convey to their kids that they're proud of them? In the sense that, you know, you wouldn't trade them for any other kid in the world. Uh, after all, they are your DNA. Yet you're not so proud of the way Junior has been conducting his affairs. Because I, I think God is proud of his creation. Yet it's hard to imagine God telling an unrepentant Charles Manson or Adolf Hitler or anyone like him, hey, I'm just so proud of you. I mean, how do we navigate that one and maintain our integrity? Let's say Junior's going through a... Just a very rebellious. Let the kids that we deal with at Shepherd Hill. Um, it's 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 hard. I mean, I know you can always deeply look for something, but sometimes that can come off pretentious or pandering. How do you get around that? What's coming to me, and I've never been asked this question. Take ownership, be vulnerable, and explain your role in it. Because you know what, you're the parent. You've raised this child. You've instilled values, or you haven't instilled values. And at the end of the day, own up as a parent, as a father, and say, I've made mistakes. How do we fix this yeah, together? Absolutely. But Ryan, that is so hard. That's where, we, where we've come in society, where we are now, because that is difficult. So what does being vulnerable look like to your child? Well, I, I, I speak in the truth. I have a role in raising you. I have been a part of your life. Right now, I'm not even proud of myself for how I've conducted and I apologize for what you've turned into because I play a role. How can we fix mm-hmm. this together because we're in this together? We've been in it together from the beginning, and we're going to be in it to, to the end. So how do we fix this together because I love you, and yeah. I believe in you, and I am proud of the fact that we're having this conversation. As a matter of fact, I'm proud of the fact that I'm having this conversation yeah. with you because it's not mm-hmm. easy for me to, to, to say this. Yeah. I think awesome. the bottom line is if you really dig deep enough— there's always something to be proud of your kids for. Uh, but I think there, it needs to be noted that there's a difference between being proud of your kid as, as, as an intrinsic, valuable human being and being proud of his actions. And that line of demarcation needs to be made so that Junior doesn't think that you're approving of the actions that he's currently involved in. Because it, it may be just an unrepentant t- teenager that... You can't say, hey, look, I'm not proud of the fact you're going out and smoking dope every night and you're doing this and that and the other. I'm proud of you because you're my son and I wouldn't Mm -hmm. trade you for the world, but I'm not proud of what you did over there, you know? And I I think that might might be where the rub comes in. So so I I think fathers, parents in general need to start this early on. That's why I have a dad's program in an elementary school, right? Because if you practice speaking to your kids at a certain level, it becomes repetitious and and, and much easier, right? Mm -hmm. None of this is easy, but it becomes easier. You be actually, it doesn't become easier. You just get better at it. Yeah. Well, and it becomes normal. It's something that you continually do day after day. Yes. Why? My, my son is a straight A student. Uh, and the other day he came to me and I I picked him up from school and he said, dad, I I got a 50 today. I said, okay, let's talk about that. 
Like what happened? Well, I think I focused in the other classes a little bit too much and I didn't put enough energy into this class. Mm. I said, great. Thank you. I'm proud of you for sharing that with me. You You know the correct course to go? You need to put a little more energy into that, right? He goes, yeah. We got out of the car. He sat. He normally wants to play his games, right? He plays with his buddies. He's a great kid. He has time to go up and play with his friends. And I said, what's going on? Because I saw the look on his face. He said, I can't believe I got a 50. I said, I'm not beating you up. Don't beat yourself up. I love you. I had him stand up. I hugged him. I said, you have a choice. I don't know where you are in your studies. I don't know if you need to catch up on something, do something else. But I don't want you to beat yourself up for this. I want you to go play games if you want to play games. If you want to go study, go play study. I trust that you're going to make the best decision for you. And the best part of that for me is he went and played games. He didn't try to do what he thought dad was going to be proud of. He did what he knew was okay because I've built that trust with him over time. It doesn't happen overnight. And when you already have a broken kid, the trust needs to be rebuilt and it has to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Tell us a little bit about your two books, uh, The Dad You Wish You Had and Dad's Daily Four. Dad's Daily Four is uh, literally a, a, just a pamphlet. And the idea is okay. the concepts we talked about here. And it's, it's um, you know, you could go and get it on my website, which is fbidads.com forward slash DD4 for free. And it's the scientific reasons behind why you say I love you, I believe in you, I trust you, mm-hmm. and I'm proud of you on a consistent basis to your kids and the value that is going to bring to that relationship. And the other book, which is, you know, um, uh, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, I Wish I Had a Dad That Was Present. So it gives you 40 powerful lessons on how to be present with your kid Mm -hmm. on a daily basis that you could implement on a daily basis. And you could get a free copy of that at um, com. Amen. Amen. You know, I think it's important to know, and I'm going to go ahead and say this while you're here. I think, you know, kids can smell a fraud anywhere. And they're just just good at that. You got to be careful, I think, when it's it's that 1990s every kid gets a trophy for participating and you know good swing johnny you struck out mm-hmm. and you didn't get the bat off your shoulder but i think you can say hey you can do better next time or i don't know i i think if you it's kind of like you get off the phone with your wife and it's i love you I love you bye I love you I love you and it becomes almost so maybe too routine to where it loses its its real message like you repeat a word over and over again it just kind of goes away so i think it's very important to use even encouragement in in the right doses because too much salt can is just the right amount's good too much you ruin your steak right i agree okay very good brian thank you so much for being with us unlicensed to parent today you have helped us understand and encourage fathers thank you for having me Our guest today on Licensed to Parent has been Ryan Roy. You can connect with Ryan at his website, bethedadyouwishyouhad.com. Also check out his other website, fbidads.com, and see how you can start a chapter in your school, fbidads.com. Thanks for listening to Licensed to Parent. Licensed to Parent is an extension of Shepherds Hill Academy, our year-long Christ-centered wilderness-based residential program for troubled teens. If you need help with your troubled teen, we want to be here for you and your child. Learn more about Shepherds Hill when you visit licensedparent.org. Hey, also, if you have parenting questions or questions concerning a troubled teen, 
you need to send Trace an email and he's going to answer in an upcoming broadcast. He'll answer that email. So ask him. Here's the email address. Ask Trace at licensedparent.org. Licensed to Parent is a listener-supported ministry, and if you would like to be a part of what we do, please consider making a donation. Go to LicensedToParent.org and click Donate. Thanks today to our team for making it all possible. Our producer is Rich Rosel. Carl Peetz is our technical producer. For Trace Embry, I'm Michelle Hill, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, Somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.